Lovers of natural wine, listen up. It just became easier to get your favorite hot bottles delivered to you because supporter of this podcast, Drinks, has extended their delivery times. Now you can afford to be even more spontaneous. If you order before 2 p.m. Monday to Saturday and you're within 15 kilometers of the Sydney CBD, it will be delivered to you that day. That day. That day. That day. Game Changer. Head to drnks.com to get yours now and enter highly enthused at checkout for 10% off your order. And please don't forget that while being spontaneous, you must enjoy responsibly. Thank you very much to drinks. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Hello. Hello. McComas. How are ya? I'm good, except I think I'm losing my voice, so I might be a bit husky today. Can oh, you hear it? Is yeah. like croak? I'm at the, like, sexy stage. It will descend through layers into complete mute before long. <laughs> Is this uh, a consequence of your... Saturday night? It's probably not not a consequence (laughs) of my Saturday night. I did have my sister Anna's 30th birthday party on Saturday night, which involved drinking magnums of wine and dancing till like 2 a.m. So Nothing says party like magnum. Magnums and losing your voice on a Monday. Yeah. So dancing till 2 a.m. Fun. Still fun. Who knew? So fun. I'm jealous. That sounds great. I know. Well, I've been gardening. <laughs> it's like the opposite of the 2 a.m. dance floor, but still valuable and enjoyable. <laughs> I know. I just, you know those cravings where you just are like, oh, these pots look disgusting. I'm going to go fill them up with brand new leafy greens. I don't know that craving. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the minute that my fig tree sprouts leaves every spring brings me severe joy. <laughs> Not not happy joy, severe joy, painful like joy. Pangs of joy. Amazing. It looks so dead throughout the year and then it's just comes back again. So you've been gardening, anything else you've been doing? I've been travelling a bit, so it's nice to cook again. Yeah, I feel like I've whipped up some pretty good things lately. Oh, yeah? Just like breakfast that just go that little bit extra mile. Like, oh, That's when you've really got your shit together. When yes. you get up with enough time to be like, this breakfast isn't going to involve like two to three steps instead oh. of just... <laughs> Toasting bread. Well, it's a weekend breakfast. Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I cannot do breakfast that is anything more than toast on a weekday. But, uh, yeah, like adding a little smoked trout to my eggs, a little uh, lamb and chickpea dish you recommended, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm just really, really liking that. Great. What about you? Uh, well, other than losing my voice from drinking too much wine, which was a rare occurrence for me, but I enjoyed it. I also had my aura photographed the other day. <laughs> you are 70s mom. I am a 70s mom. It's true. I should have embraced it more when we discussed this last time. Um, so there's this artist, Kate Mitchell, who is doing this art project called All Auras Touch as part of the Carriage Works like, Summer Program. And the premise is she's taking the standard classification of occupations they use in the census to like track what everyone does for jobs and she's photographing the aura of one person for each of the like thousand plus recognized occupations don't ask me how I managed to get in there there was no podcast option but there was (laughs) um, web designer which is as close as you can get in the census to my career and somehow I got the email in my inbox and was like I'm just going to do that and my occupation was still available got in there so I officially represent web designer for Australia (laughs) what is your 
Aura. Wait, how does it work? What does she do? So you go to this building as part of um, Carriage Works that looks abandoned but isn't abandoned. And Kate's there. She's so lovely. It's like this little tent to like block all the light so that it's like a little makeshift photo studio. So you go in, you sit down, you put your hands on these little like metal plates. And then she just takes a photo with this electromagnetic field imaging equipment, which is what? like a fancy camera. It's like a Polaroid. Do the metal plates you put your hand on do something? Apparently it's about you're charging the ions in the air. I don't know. Look, I'm not here to tell you about how it works. Just give me the free photo, lady. (laughs) Yeah, she takes the photo and then she takes it out and you wait for it to develop and then she, like, reads it for you and then you get this really cute little, like, she's this amazing watercolour artist as well, this little printout with all of the different meanings of it and then she's going to be blowing up all the images to A2 size and installing them in carriage works. Oh, cool. that's from January. Your face is going to be... My face is going to be in carriage works, guys. See if you can find me there. It's to remind us that we are all energetic beings made up of the same matter. But I just kind of love... I love that combination of, like, the rigidity and strictness of, like, the list from the census and then aura photography, which is just yeah. so woo-woo and ridiculous and amazing. So, yeah, it was really fun. That's so cool. I know. And then everyone's like, what did you do today? I was like, had my aura photographed, which is not the answer <laughs> people expect when they ask that question. So it started a whole bunch of interesting conversations. What's our listener recommendation this week? Okay, so this was actually a response to our shout-out when we were asking for recommendations of shampoo bars, and we're obviously on our never-ending quest to try and reduce plastic and not one but two of our listeners Jane and Gabby both through Instagram recommended the Ethique World Shampoo Bars which are actually the ones I'd been staring at in Priceline and then would get overwhelmed because there were so many options and I didn't know which one to choose so Jane rates the Healy Kiwi Shampoo Bar and the Wonder Bar Conditioner and she says she has a friend who uses both of those and really likes them as well. Interesting. I really want to try these. Yes. So I'm going to use up my shampoo and conditioner that I have currently and then I'm going to get this shampoo bar and give it a whirl. Well, what other recommendations did we receive from our (laughs) listeners this week? Yes, we had lots of tips for surviving a clothing shopping ban. How's that going? Self-imposed. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you guys had the best tips and it's actually going really well. It's day 21. I haven't bought anything. Well done. I know. And I was traveling overseas and like went into a million shops, tried things on, and then didn't buy them. Wow. That's which like is hard. Torturing yourself unnecessarily. I know. I don't know why I did it. I was like, can I do this without buying anything? <laughs> it's like the IRL version of taking things into your shopping cart, creating the perfect cart, and then seeing the shipping costs and being like, nope, and then leaving. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but everyone had so many good tips. Thank you for sending them through. I've got a couple of highlights. So layering, like wearing dresses as skirts with T-shirts tied over them. Interesting. T-shirts under dresses. Like one other one which was really interesting, someone said that she tried to write down all the items in her wardrobe while she was like on the train on her commute and then Mm. realised when she matched them up with what she actually had in her wardrobe that she only wrote down about 30%. Like she'd forgotten all the rest of the stuff she had. Unsubscribing from brand newsletters. Oh, that's a big one. Every now and then I do a purge and it's amazing what a difference that makes. Not getting that like 20% off one day only or like Black Friday sale. Like it's so good not to get those. Seriously. I secretly love those and I'm really, it's hard to get rid of them because I'm like, but I want to know about the sales. (laughs) But for three months, maybe I'll just like spam them or something. Um, and then just swapping with friends. Yeah. We are always keen to hear your suggestions. Thank mm-hmm. you. Such good ones. What are we eating this week, Sarah? I am newly obsessed with radishes. <laughs> I mean, groundbreaking. You heard it here first. Have you heard of radishes? They're just delicious. They are peppery <laughs> and crunchy, um, and I have been using them in everything. I've just really gotten 
obsessed with them. So there's a couple of ways I've been using them. I have been swapping them out for cucumbers and salads. So if oh. you're doing like a chopped salad, because I often what you want from the cucumber is just like crunchy freshness. And you get that with the radish, but with that like pepperiness, which mm. is really nice. Done that before with um, like my favorite legume, lentils. <laughs> <laughs> Dare my, she mention lentils? <laughs> my other favorite thing. Um, but a few other ways that are really great is you can make like a writer with radishes instead of cucumber. You like grate them in? Yeah, grate oh, them yeah. in. You can quick pickle them with lemon juice and salt. Like I had fish tacos the other night and I used just quick pickled the radishes in that because they stay so crunchy and it's so nice. And then there's this amazing anagen. Jones recipe where she uses this as a topping for like a dal but I've just used it for all sorts of things like on avocado toast in other salads which is you grate them and then you put them with nigella seeds coriander wine vinegar a little bit of honey and sea salt and it Mm. makes this amazing tangy the nigella seeds are kind of oniony really great and then my obviously my favorite girl Alison Roman sorry can't have an episode without her but she was probably the first one who got me onto it she does butter tossed radishes so you just cook them with a little bit you cook them in the pan with some olive oil and garlic, and then at the, when they're kind of softened, you put butter and vinegar, and then you serve it with a, like a sprinkling of za'atar. But the thing that she introduced me to that I didn't realize is you can eat the radish tops. They're like a green. Yes, 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 yes. So even if you don't want to use them in this recipe, you can like use the radishes and then cook the radish tops as a green so you can reduce waste in your kitchen, which is really nice. Mm, I think Cornsmith added, adds them a lot to their kimchi. Yeah, and, mm. I mean, but you could even just saute them, make a, yeah. making like a spanakopita or something like that. You could put them in there. So that's my favorite thing right now. Yum! Nothing better than radish butter and salt. Oh I know, God. so simple. That is obviously the classic choice that we will always recommend. But butter tossed radishes, I'm, I'm ready for that. I know. I'll, I'll cook them for you. Please. What have you been eating this week? I have eaten so much pasta. <laughs> I am like you are a noodle. The brain full of pasta. I am a noodle. So my husband has opened a restaurant with three other friends. I've been. It is so good. Yeah. We are obviously very biased. <laughs> very biased. But I have to mention it because, A, it's all I've eaten this week. And, B, I think you guys would really like it. (laughs) So it's a pasta and wine bar, Angel Place in the CBD. And I already ate a lot of pasta before this this venture. We were not carbiverse. I have a whole hashtag dedicated to my pasta adventures. You like pasta, I think, as much as I do. So this is basically my dream come true, is to just have him open a bar literally dedicated to pasta and natural wine like an Italian wine like that is a dream if highly enthused could be a restaurant (laughs) it's probably this restaurant as soon as they put radishes on the menu (laughs) have I even said what it's called yet Ragazzi oh there you go anyway at Ragazzi I've got some highlights been eating anchovies with like an unholy amount of her butter on sourdough agnolotti del plin which is these little pinched kind of filled pasta with just nubs of white asparagus in this dark broth. Have you tried that one? I did try that one. It was delicious. I probably need it again because of my throat. It was so good. Yeah, I feel like medicinal. Cachoe pepper, classic, but he's put this crushed Basque pepper on it called espalette. Oh, is that that what that was? Yeah, I think he was initially using pink peppercorn, but espalette has this crazy aromatic character to it that is just so strong and really surprising. Just this tiny little bit of crushed over the top is like super, super fragrant, delicious, and gelato like as well. Yeah, I was a big fan of the gelato. They also have an excellent Amaro list. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if highly enthused, could be a restaurant. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, please get to Ragazzi. Eat my husband's delicious food. If you see him over the past there, please wave. Yeah. Introduce yourself. Highly enthused listener. Yeah. And I'll probably see you there because I'm going to be on the bar like every single night. What about read, watch, listen? What are you up to? Okay, so with the return to form, I'm discussing a book. Yay. I almost didn't and then I was like, I'm overdue. I haven't talked about a book for ages. And I love your book chat. I do know I love to read. So this is a book called Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl by a writer called Andrea Lawler. It came out, I think, in 2017. Great title. It's a great title. It is a crazy book. It is so good. So it's set in 1993, which is just long enough ago that it feels completely like another world, even though we were alive, though quite young at the time. And the protagonist, Paul, is a 22-year-old and he's queer, but he also literally can physically shape-shift. Ooh, supernatural. But it's not positioned in a way that feels like it's not like a sci-fi book or a fantasy book or anything like that. It's grounded completely in the real world. This is just something his body can do. He's the only one in the world that can do it. Or he doesn't know. It sort of get implied later on that he meets this woman and it's sort of implied that she can also do something like that. But it's all just, this is just the normal world and he just, we just haven't been told about people like this or like these people keep it under wraps and we just don't know about it. Mm. So he can, so he plays with gender and appearance and performance and because he's queer as well, he's pretty fluid around who he's attracted to and he... It's, I will be honest, incredibly sexually explicit in many different ways. Some of the most graphic sex scenes I've ever read, but they are so interesting and the power dynamics that are at play. He, like, at one point shapeshifts into a female body and falls in love with a woman at, a, like, a women's festival in, I think, Michigan or something like that. It's, like, quite a famous one. I'm forgetting the name. Um, but then the woman he falls in love with, she understands that he or she is a shapeshifter, but she's just like, I don't want you to ever be a guy. I'm in love with you as a woman. And then they break up, and it's just, it sort of travels from uni in Iowa City and then goes up to Provincetown and then ends up in San Fran in the 90s, which is also the heyday of HIV and AIDS. And it's just wild, and it's nothing I've ever read before. Like, there's playful and strange observations about gender and sexuality and just... It's fascinating, and I really loved it. And it's the writing itself is so gripping, and you're just straight in this man's head or this person's head. I don't, I don't even know what gender they particularly identify with because it changes so much. And, yeah, I just loved it. Oh, and, that sounds so interesting. And I think as well because now we're becoming so much more conscious and aware of trans rights and the lives of trans people, and I don't know that this person would necessarily even identify as trans, but you just start understanding, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a binary and how these things are fluid and how every single person has within them these different elements of gender and it's amazing and it's quite a small book so you can read it really quickly uh again sometimes I was reading it on the bus and I was like I really hope no one is reading over my shoulder <laughs> because this is some graphic shit <laughs> like this description of fisting is really a lot for <laughs> 8.30 a.m. on a Monday morning oh my god <laughs> so that is Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl by Andrea Lawler I highly recommend it if you're interested in just reading something that's Unlike a lot of kind of contemporary fiction that's out there right now, it's great. It was like an incredibly refreshing change from some of the books I've been reading this year. Mm. I loved it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I need to read that. Okay, what have you been read, watch, or listening to? I've got a few podcasts today that I'm going to talk about throughout my Fast Five, but yeah. one of the best ones that I listened to this week was the first and launch episode of Dolly Parton's America. Uh, it's by WNYC okay, Studios. I think I heard an ad for this on another podcast. Yeah, it's just 
launch. So there's a it's a nine part series. There's only one episode out this mm-hmm. week. So by the time this airs, there might be a couple out. But it's this deep dive into the kind of impact of Dolly on popular culture and she's like a fascinating woman. Oh, and she's just so intoxicating to listen to. She's just so joyful and buoyant, like mm. almost otherworldly because of her popularity she's and her like talent. Charisma personified. Yes, <laughs> she's so charming. The production of it, the actual podcast is so brilliant and the sound mixing and the production is just like watertight. There's these tiny little clips of interviews and sound bites that the narrator Jad Abumrad has collected over two years. He spent oh shadowing God. Dolly and just interviewing her and interviewing all these experts about her and people she's interviewed with and fans at concerts and it's just like this incredible dive into the genesis this first episode is about how she started in the 60s and 70s and just the staying power that she's had. Amazing. She's still, you know, selling out concerts all the time and really has this power to just cut across groups of people, like from every walk of life, every set of beliefs, um, every gender. She has this power to just bring people together and their like love of Dolly Parton. And so this episode really dives into her lyrics, which is quite interesting. Um, Obviously her tunes are so catchy, but there's an excerpt from an author who's written a book about, about Dolly in it who she really urged him to not focus on her boobs and her charisma and stuff. She was like, focus on the lyrics. No one has ever paid Dolly the due attention that she deserves about her lyrics, which are mm. so complex and poetic and incredible and really emotionally charged and sad, mm. as well as, you know, super jubilant and crazy funny. Very easy to sing along to. <laughs> yeah, really catchy. Karaoke. Some of the songs that he references and, and um, drags up from the archives from mm. the 60s and 70s are amazing to actually really listen to what she's saying. And I loved it. It just felt so well-researched, and I can't wait to hear more. Like I said, I've only listened to the launch episode, which is number one. And thank you to our listener, Amy, for passing on this suggestion. adding that to my list. Yeah, I've never, like, paid Dolly a lot of attention. Like, I I love her songs. Mm. She has had a bit of a pop culture resurgence a little bit as she's become this feminist icon, which... They speak about a bit in this interview or in one of the interviews in the episode that she really does not identify as a feminist at all. She hates it. It's almost like a dirty word to her. But then the narrator comments that but she's really living like a very feminist life in terms of the way she acts and her values and yeah. the topics that she covers and speaks about. And she's like, yeah, you're right, I guess. I guess that's really true. <laughs> I am definitely going to check that one out. The first thing I, like, learned about Dolly Parton that wasn't just related to her career was that she has this charity that donates books to underprivileged children in America, and she's donated something like like multiple millions of books really? to kids across America. That's amazing. Yeah. She's, like, one of the biggest philanthropists, and she's passionate about child childhood education. Love that. So that was the first one I was like, Dolly Parton, hey? Interesting. Not just the woman who sings Jolene. Exactly. I think a lot of people like write her off as just, you know, a mm. bit of fun. But this podcast was so, so interesting. So Dolly Parton's America, bisection. What about you? What have you been buying? Well, I'm really intrigued to see what you've been buying. But, uh, <laughs> so mine's a bit of a random one. I am a 31-year-old woman who does not know how to manage my own hair. <laughs> Well, it's very long and thick and beautiful. I have a lot of it. Um, the last, like, hair tool I owned was a GHD hair straightener that my sister and I splurged and split when we were in, like, 2004. <laughs> um, I do not own a hair dryer, a hair curler. I don't own a hairbrush. I have a comb. 
That is the entirety and some hair clips. <laughs> and I was like, it. I always like end up in Priceline when I'm like, it's a wedding and I need like, I'm like, oh, I should probably like put an anti-frizz serum in or buy some hairspray. I just like stand in Priceline and stare at everything. I'm like, I don't know what to get. Dry shampoo I sometimes buy, basically. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing with my head. Um, you need a good hairdresser to just teach you the ways. Yes. Many have tried. I just don't go to the hairdresser very often, so I don't get a chance to repeat the skills that they teach me. But I did get a haircut the other week. I went to Extra Silky in Paddington, and my hairdresser there was, like, looking at my hair, which just desperately needed a cut. And she recommended this product, the Mr. Smith Hair Serum, because she said, I have a lot of hair, but my hair is quite fine, and I don't want to actually weigh it down with anything too heavy or it gets kind of, like, greasy and doesn't really... It's quite voluminous, and so she's like, keep the volume. So this, she said to use it in place of, like, a heavy conditioner or a hair mask. And so it's got the funniest texture. It feels like a serum. It's got argan, jojoba, and hemp seed oil and acai berry oil. It smells like mustics. It's amazing. <laughs> I, like, a key component of any product I own is that it has to smell delicious. Um, and it has this really lightweight oil te- texture. And so I literally just shampoo my hair and then just do one pump of this after I get out of the shower and just, like, rub it on my hands and then just, like, comb it through my hair really lightly like you would any kind of finishing spray. You'd start at the ends and kind of get up to the mid-lengths. It's Peter certified vegan, it's sulfate and paraben free, all those good things. It smells delicious and it's been leaving my hair like really soft and shiny yeah. and not frizzy. It was $50, but you only have to use a little amount of it. And she said it should last me six to 12 months depending on how often I wash my hair. Yeah, serums do tend to last a while. I think it's only available in Australia at this point. So I'm very sorry, international listeners, if you're suddenly desperate to buy this hair serum. But um, Australian listeners, we will put the link in where you can get it in our newsletter at highlyenthused.substack.com. There's the first shout out. So that is, that's what I bought this week. Okay, what have you purchased? Just to be clear, I can buy things, just not clothes. Okay, fine. I just wasn't sure what was in the shopping bag. And there's a loophole because I'm allowed to buy underwear. Okay. And so I did (laughs) buy some underwear. We're going to get some really, just like, I bought some Q-tips. I bought some cotton rags. Yeah. (laughs) I bought an apple. Okay, I've been on this hunt for the perfect seamless underwear. Okay. I don't know about you, but I have tried a bunch of seamless underwear and I've just, it's never seamless. Like it always has a bloody seam (laughs) and I can always see it through my like silk skirts, (laughs) which is really annoying. So I've just been like really looking for a good one and I would love anyone's recommendations for truly seamless underwear. I think the option is no underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Or like G-strings, which no thanks. But I did find a pair while I was in Tokyo at Uniqlo, Mm -hmm. which are called Ultra Seamless High-Rise Briefs. (laughs) And there's some crazy technology about how they cut the fabric. I don't know what it's about, but it's really smooth and I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, it's like a bit silky, but it's Mm -hmm. not silk or like... No, it's some kind of plastic. Some kind of <laughs> some kind of something. It doesn't show any seam. It's actually like laser cut or something like that, so it doesn't have a seam, which I think is key. Yeah. Um, yes, not having a, a seam is key to being seamless. <laughs> well, that's not what all the other brands say. Well. <laughs> it's not what all the other brands say. And I think the, the high-rise thing is also a game-changer with seamless. Yeah, that's, that's our third. Does everyone else know this? No, for no, me? I, I, I agree with you. I learned this from buying my first pair of Spanx, that the only way to come oh, yeah. is it has to, like, go above your hip bones. Yeah, so now I'm, like, all for these yeah. high-rise briefs, Yeah. Um, which what, come in cool colours. There's, like, a really good 
burgundy winey kind of colour, like a soft pink, mm-hmm. as well as like the usual white and beige. <laughs> so many options. <laughs> All four. But I really want to know what other brands you like out there. I'd really love to find a great Australian one. Yeah. And a great cotton one, but I don't think cotton is never going to be great seamless. You're never going to get seamless cotton unless they're like, what, knitted as one piece or something? Or bamboo or something. Bamboo you might be able to find. Yeah. I'm putting it to you listeners. Help me in my journey. You helped with the shampoo bar. Now you need seamless undies for Soph. I don't want no VPL in my life. <laughs> anyway, you know what it's time for now? Fast five. Fast five. Fast five. You can go first. <laughs> I'm going first today. Okay, my first one is a pair of earrings by a brand called It's Jean Riley. I will tell you now, this was the most efficient Instagram targeted advertising I've ever received. I literally saw it, clicked on it, and within about 10 minutes, I had purchased a pair of these earrings. They know their target audience. See, this is why I quit. Yes, smart, (laughs) clever. Basically, it's their Lolita earrings, and they are these hoop earrings with little glass-blown chilies on them. Because you're a spicy mama. They just know, I just know what I love. <laughs> and one thing I love is random tiny food items <laughs> turned into jewelry. So they also have a lemon pear, peach, strawberries, all great. Went for the chilies because it is summertime coming up now. <laughs> it's my vibe for the summer. It's pepper season. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just like a fun thing to wear on your ears. So... That's my first thing that I uh, have in my Fast Five. Is so that an uh, Australian company? Or yes, anything? they're based in Brisbane, apparently. Oh, cool. Okay, number two. So I am recommending this Maurice Bio Boost Serum. Um, my friend Rocio bought it for me from our gal at Luna Apothecary in Surrey Hills. It is an under-eye serum. It says it's a serum for your eye and lip area. Apparently the skin under your eyes and the skin on your lips is the same. I've heard that. Or similar, which seems very weird to me. Delicate somehow. and wrinkles easily. <laughs> well, I guess that checks out. So this has coenzyme Q10, antioxidant rosehip seed, and C buckthorn fruit oil, which has like vitamin A, C, and E. And I've been using it for about a month, and I just kind of was like, eh, I just need anything. I need hydration there. But I actually think it's made a difference. Mm. Like, I feel like I look less haggard than I was before. <laughs> you like, look 0% haggard. I don't know. I've been working in overhead lighting for the last month and it's really made me look at my face in a new way and not a good way. But I found this has sort of helped feel that make the whole under eye area just feel slightly less grim um, and fresher. So that is the Maurice Bio Boost Serum. Um, again, it's an Australian company, I believe. All natural. We'll include a link. The third one I have is the Almond Praline Queen Aman. Queen Aman. Queen Aman. Thank you for that. It's not <laughs> K-O-U-I-G-N, so I feel like I'm okay with mispronouncing it. The best pastry of all time, actually. It was described by the New York Times as the fattiest pastry in all oh, of Europe. Fattiest and best. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this from the Flower and Stone stall at Carriageworks, actually when I was there to get my aura photograph, so maybe my aura was particularly <laughs> joyous because I'd just eaten this pastry. <gasps> It literally looks... I'm sensing a lot of, like, butter in your aura. (laughs) Yes, I'm sensing a lot of almond praline. It's like this disc that kind of looks like a slice through a croissant, but so much denser, like really flaky, but then the outside is, like, lacquered Mm. in almond praline, which manages to be, like, this dark, crunchy toffee with salt, and you bite into it, and it's still flaky, and it's, like, it's too much. Queen Amans are, like, honestly the best pastry. It's described as similar to a caramelised croissant, 
But it's so much more than that. It was so the most good. intense pastry experience I've had in a long time. And I was standing there, like, eating it. And people, well, someone walked past and was like, you look like you're really enjoying that. I was like, oh, <laughs> how strange you said yeah, that. Because I, I was really just, like, <laughs> gazing at this pastry. It was a transcendent experience. I feel like it is a twice-a-year kind of extravagance because mm. it was it was too much. Like, I got halfway through. I was like, this is the most intense thing I've eaten in a while. But I finished it, obviously, because I'm not an idiot and it was like seven dollars <laughs> i'm not gonna waste that so that is the almond praline queen Amman from fire and stone i got it at carriage obviously they have their bakery in Mulumalu. if you're not in sydney just seek out anyone who makes them because honest to god they loon croissant in melbourne they make an excellent oh, one of course they do i can imagine they would number four for my fast five is kind of a random one i've had this app on my phone for a while and i've rediscovered it recently because i feel like daylight savings really threw my body clock off and i've just been really struggling to fall asleep i use the noisly app Hmm. n-o-i-s-l-i it is a white noise app but it's you know it's really nicely designed it's like three or four pages and they have little icons of different sounds and you can basically create your own blend of sounds that works for you so my personal favorite is i like an oscillating fan at 100 percent strength <laughs> oh really plus that's so specific because f- during summer the white noise of a fan going knocks me out in autumn when i first turn my fan off i lie in bed and i'm like it's so quiet <laughs> i need mm. the noise so i have a fan at 100 percent, and then i have rain at 70 percent, and then i have storm at 30 percent, and then they have brown noise which is <laughs> like white noise but with more bass which is also about 30 percent brown noise <laughs> me terrible. Well, they have pink noise, white noise, and brown noise because Why apparently brown? there's three different like frequencies. So that is the Noisely app. It's amazing. It's really simple. It makes a big difference for me. I stop even hearing it, but it just like soothes me, and I mm. fall asleep really easily. Okay, number five. This is an Instagram follow recommendation that won't make you buy things, probably. It is an artist named Lily Stockman. So she's actually one of the sisters. Um, she might make you buy things. She's one of the sisters from Block Shop Textiles. Oh, I love Block Shop. Yeah, so she and her sister Hopi have this amazing company that designs amazing block printed scarves and other homewares. But she's actually also a painter. And her Instagram presence is just this wonderful, vibrant joyous sort of combination of photos of her artwork other art she finds inspiring like she posts the most incredible like artists um work up there galleries she visits or just from books she's reading there's lots of like dahlias and cacti because she splits her time between la and joshua trees so you get these beautiful art studio vignettes of like crushed you know pastel crayons and like palettes and then Joshua Tree landscapes and then she'll be in Jaipur and you'll get these amazing interior shots from hotels in Jaipur and the really amazing books she reads like and great art books and then there's the occasional snapshot of her like very cute kid and her great dog named Dolly and it's just really joyous and I find it really calming and beautiful and I just want to like live inside the aesthetic of this Instagram and it just makes me want to surround myself with colour and I find it really lovely. So that is Lily Stockman on Instagram. If you want to add a little bit more joy and colour to your social media experience, I highly recommend it. Okay. Okay. What is your fast five? Fast five. I have been getting really into the close friends feature on Instagram. <laughs> I have noticed and enjoyed it, my friend. <laughs> It's so funny. It feels like this private space to just, like, get a little wild in. Yeah, you get real weird in there. Yeah, like, nothing crazy. It's no nudity. Yet. (laughs) It's 
a bit of like extra backstory to this like politics area. Yeah. Um, context. There's no clients. There's no parents. There's no people that I don't want in there. There's like 30 people. Mm -hmm. You're one of them. Lucky you. I feel so free in there, Sophie. Yeah. I feel free. Yeah. It's like Gen Z has what they call the Finsta, fake Insta. Oh, so they yeah. all have their polished public-facing one, which is like parents, teachers, friends they're not that close with. And then they have their fake Insta, which is really their real Insta, which is like full of like weird shit and memes and like all of the stuff they're not yeah. supposed to be doing. It's awesome. I love it. I've just really gotten into it lately on, obviously it's only in stories, but um, and a few friends have gotten into it as well. Like they'll show this polished polished photo of something that they're doing like for work and then they'll be like behind the scenes. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> very meta. I love it. <laughs> and so you see the same image with like maybe a bit of commentary or like yeah. a funny, I don't know. Often it's just like the same image and then like zoomed out. Like, yeah. What's happening around the image? <laughs> it's so good. I sang karaoke in there. You did. You know, it's just all happening. So I don't know if any of you are going to be allowed in. <laughs> But maybe. <laughs> one day. Uh, the second one of my Fast Five is this Triple J interview with the Norwegian singer-songwriter Aurora. I don't know if I'm that into her music, but I watched this interview with those presenters, Ben and Liam, and it's just so off the wall and meandering and weird, like amazing. <laughs> they kind of start off with really open questions like, so you've been in Australia now, like, you, you work really hard. Like, when you're at home, what do you kind of do to, to relax? And she's like, oh, you know, I like lots of things. I like cooking and painting and masturbating. <laughs> like, totally deadpan. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Cool, cool. So that sounds great. Um, <laughs> what about, like, any birds? Have you seen any birds here? Like, really, really random question. And she's like, I saw this bird. It sounded exactly like a screaming boy. And then she, like, tells this random story about this weird bird that she saw in some part of Australia. It's just so weird and hilarious. I laughed the whole way through it. <laughs> just they, they stay so serious the whole time. And she's saying Beautiful. these crazy things. It's amazing. So that's a YouTube link. I'll pop it in a newsletter. TikTok. Oh, I yes. have fallen down a pretty big rabbit hole of TikTok. I don't know if you guys have experimented in this new social media platform, but we were talking about it at work. I downloaded it, just like have a look and see what everyone under 25 was doing on the yep. internet. Always good to get a sneak peek. Yep. And it's so funny. So it's basically like people acting out memes yep. or like creating memes you, in like in video form set to music tracks yeah and it's so funny i got so down this rabbit hole of all these funny dog memes like of dog videos on tiktok is this so... what you're doing instead of browsing online shops yes like this is what i've replaced it with i was just like lying in bed where we're traveling and i was just like cackling to myself and he's like for god's sake are you on tiktok again like <laughs> So good. So I don't know. I'd really like to hear if any of you have funny videos you want to send me on there because now I have a lot of online shopping time I need to spend. <laughs> My fourth one is another podcast, the Thirst Aid Kit I podcast. Love this podcast so much. Do you listen to it? Yes. Oh, it's so, it's so funny. And I'm so sorry. I know someone recommended this to me, but I could not find the message where you sent it. So I don't know your name. I'm sorry, but thank you. It's so good. It is essentially a podcast between girl, two girls in the US who just froth over people thirst as they say thirst and it's like this very specific like horniness yes in the way that like hot boys reading books is yep. erotic yeah 
they go deep. They dive into the like semiotics of why they're attracted to them. Like they're very into a forearm with a rolled up sleeve on it, which is my personal kink. So I'm also into it. They, it's amazing. I would listen to the Dev Patel um, episode, which was so good. They just like go nuts over how tall and sweet he is and how much of like just a good person he is. Yeah. And his eyebrows and his like silky skin. <laughs> they managed to like squeeze in so many different aspects of why they thirst oh, yeah. for him. One of the hosts, Bim, is English and she has the greatest voice of any podcast host I've ever heard. Like, if I could sound like her, I would be so happy. I just love listening to them. It's just so joyous. And they end every episode with this, like, fan fiction that they've oh, written so about ridiculous. their thirst subject. Drabbles, as they say. Yeah, I was like, what is that word they use? Drabbles. I think it means just, like, a really short piece of fan fiction. Dev Patel is trying to talk one of them into going skydiving with him and how much he'll protect her yeah. and, like, look after her when she goes on this, like, experience. It's so funny. It's so good. So that is the Thirst Aid Kit podcast. Dive into the archives, start with Dev Patel and explore from there. And my final one is just a really good egg roll, friends. <laughs> It's at Fleetwood Macchiato, which is a cafe in Erskineville, close to my house, so I do frequent this establishment quite often. It's not an egg and bacon roll. Mm -hmm. It's an egg roll. You can add ham to it if you want. I think you can add black pudding to it if you want. Wild. Wild. But it's two poached eggs, which is quite controversial to have a poached egg in an egg roll. Look, I'm only new to the world of eggs, but that does not seem to be standard, no. (laughs) Anyway, what what else is in this roll is like all this delicious aioli, pickles, this amazing relish. They make it all there in-house. And all this delicious mizuno lettuce. And in this brick-filled seedy roll, you kind of bite into it. Because the poached eggs, they kind of pop and all their yolk runs onto the plate. I'm sorry if you don't like eggs. But I like to dip my egg roll into the yolk while I'm eating it. Yeah. It is a baller sandwich. (laughs) And I eat it, like, every weekend. Thank you, Fleetwood Macchiato. So if you can't get into Sophie's close friends feature on Instagram, just go to Fleetwood Macchiato or Regazzi. You'll be able to find her. She'll be in one of those two places. <laughs> it's true. It's true. She's got the behind-the-scenes content in real life, which is stuff her face with pasta or an egg roll. I mean, in some countries, that would be considered very sexy. <laughs> also, this is just an open quote. If you see us in public, you're allowed to come and say hello. I had someone send me a message on Instagram being like, I think I saw you while I was, like, dancing in a tie-dye T-shirt in the pub. <laughs> It was definitely me. <laughs> like, please come and say hello next time. We're very friendly. And usually, if we're in a pub, tipsy. So we'll be very enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. IRL. Maybe wait for Soph to finish eating her egg roll before you <laughs> say hello. But otherwise. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Highly Enthused. You can email us, highlyenthused at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Slide into our DMs at highlyenthused. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Drinks. You can go to drnks.com and put Highly Enthused in at checkout for 10% off. Sign up to our newsletter, highlyenthused.substack.com, for all the links to everything mentioned in this and every episode. It comes out on Friday mornings. It's fabulous. It's the best way to start your weekend, I think. We can't wait to see you there. Okay. Bye. See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.